0: Yo, what up, it's Eric, a.k.a. Double Cupped Up, a.k.a. The Man's Ear. Yo, what up, it's Jeff, a.k.a. Slow Learner, a.k.a. Don't Test Me. Hey.
1: Oh, it's uh, Rosenberg, a.k.a. <laughs> about to eat this fruit salad, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. it's weird when you guys start yelling, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. what's happening?
0: And this is a waste of time, This it's the real. What's up? <laughs> um, nothing, nothing. That's, uh, how are you guys? Good. Thank you for making the trip across the street. To yeah. See us. Well, really, unless we have a microphone here, I guess you don't come over to visit. No. I mean, let's be honest. Um, uh, how how many people do you think I go
1: visit? I'm gonna
2: serve some fruit salad to myself. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, yeah. So your nickname was uh, it was truthful. <laughs> what do you mean when I? Just, you I said, said A.K.A. about to eat this fruit you salad. This fruit yeah. Salad. That's how not how like know a,
1: you. Yeah. trying to get this pineapple piece, though, son. Yeah. Listen. I think. Um, I, yeah. Honestly, how often? How many people do you guys think I? Knowing me, personality wise, how many people do you think I just go to stop bys
0: uh, Do you think, Ballard, your, do you think your, Ballard gets a stop by? Uh,
1: he better almost never. Ballard lives on the Upper West Side. Yes, yeah, so I have him, He moved kind of up here, kind of because like we're. Uh, like, kind of really close friends. I'm, I'm sure it's one of the reasons, and I haven't been inside Bauer's house in months, unless I'm driving. By the way, the you <laughs>
2: definitely moved to the Upper West Side because we were living here. 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: so you understand.
0: Well, yeah. first of all, we should say that we do have fruit salad um, from a neighborhood spot. We won't give it up because, and here's the tie-in, you, Peter, and you, Jeff, uh,
2: bo- <laughs> both stood online. Yeah, to get hepatitis shots after <laughs> one of the... Grocery store uh, employees <laughs> apparently didn't wash their hands or something, and so there was a warning, and we had to go... No, that is not what happened, what first happened? of all. What happened was there was hepatitis at...
1: Uh, one of the employees had hepatitis mm-hmm. C, right? Was it C? Yeah. I thought it was A. A bad one. one. One you don't want. A, B, or C. One, yeah. one of the ones you don't want. Yeah. And... D is cool. They that <laughs> That employee worked... ...in the fruit that me and Jeff both <laughs> ate. Like, they were like, specifically, if you eat, blank, you need to get tested. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, that's us. Yeah.
2: We'd both definitely eat <laughs> mango, whatever it was. Well, I mean, we ate it separately. I don't know why you're Is, like... What yeah. well, was it, mango? Was that the thing we agreed? Or pineapple? No, I mean, I was eating, uh, like, strawberries and watermelon, I think. Like, and all the whole kiwi. thing. Just the, the, the whole. section. It's yeah. the prepared fruit. The yeah, melange right. of fu- uh, fruit.
0: And so you went to... It was like a local school...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had to go to sit in a gymnasium and, and get shots. Shots. I came with you
0: guys just because I thought it was hilarious and it was good hangout time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and there were like TV cameras. And I'm pretty sure Peter at one point was like, "You think they're going to get us? <laughs> Yeah. So, but should
1: be known. Uh huh. There's a good. There's a good extra addendum to that story. Yeah, is, number one,
2: you got hepatitis. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm still dealing with it to this day. The no, number one, no one got hepatitis. Great. And they burned like everything in the entire section of the store but no one no one tested for it none of the fruit tested positive for it <laughs> like great. nothing was there
0: at all that was bad here's the downside you didn't get on tv did you no yeah. well there's more good side i'm not done yet
1: <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> then what are those chocolate
2: that's uh profiteroles also from uh the rest uh, the grocery store the grocery store yeah. Yeah. yeah well i mean we might as well say it. I, don't, I don't even feel bad saying their name because it
1: turned out to be a good thing that's side right. market yeah. so i went on the radio and i was like yo because it was a big story, and I'm like, Westside Market has this thing going on. You've probably seen it in the news. It's so dope. It's the best grocery store. The, 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 they've checked it out. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No one has anything. Blah, blah blah. And like, I've been treated like royalty ever since then. Oh, that's First why. Well, yeah,
2: you get a discount, mm-hmm. which it, is the best. It's it, and it's and it's really some these days. They've kind of been forgetting a little bit. Wow. It's, Are you going to be the guy to remind them? <laughs> no.
1: Well, I feel so awkward when I get it.
0: Like I'm sitting there paying, and then someone comes over, and like we'll always just take the register thing, and be like, "No, no," and type in a code. Do you do the type of thing where you like you look at the like people who are at the neighboring register, and you're just like, yeah, "I, it's not me." Yeah. I, I literally pretend like it's not. I'm happening. just a
2: celebrity, <laughs> you know. I'm on. I'm on high ninety-seven. What do you want from me? <laughs> I know.
0: I per-
1: but then but then Hi, I, I'm high ninety-seven Peter Rosenberg. Yeah, but no. But then I realize I got to tell you, truth be told, yeah. it's probably the most legitimate, reasonable discount that I get.
0: Really? Yeah, I
1: went on the air in the worst moment they've ever had as a store, and I was like, "No, they're good. Go oh, right. back there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. And after that, they treated me great. It made me really respect them for like appreciating, you know, that yeah. someone in the public eye was like, "No, this place is great." Sure. Mm-hmm. So, like I, other hookups, I get really—they're just pointless. That one I actually see is like, "Dude, that guy stepped out for us. Whenever he's in here, you take care of him." Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I kind of—I respect that. That's like a reasonable reason to. And hook so someone up. we
0: are all eating the fruit, as in like you know if like a plane crashes or something like that it's like you ride on it to show that like everything's you know, fine everything's mm-hmm. fine
2: so we're eating the fruit right now and guess T- what tastes good right delicious <laughs> guess who's going to get another shot <laughs> not me don't say it no not me so um, Morocco, also we're also it should be said that uh homer who runs uh westside market this, he's this the manager graduation. yeah um loves us mm-hmm. all of us mm-hmm. um that's it that's it all right yeah. Shouts um, to Homer. Anyway. I hope I helped your guys' credibility in the yes, grocery store. Yes, thank you. This yeah. is strictly it. We're I don't, gonna I don't think I'm going to get a discount. I think that, but he did, one time he came up to me and he was like, uh, how come I just saw you on Cameron's Instagram? And that was like <laughs> our first time like really talking and now like he won't stop talking to me. You're lit now. I'm pretty That's lit. Mm. Um,
0: Before we, before we get into it, for anyone who doesn't know, they should know, you are one of the most tenured on-air personalities at Hot 97 now. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Um, You've been there since 2007 or 8? 7. And, um, in addition, you've also been, and this should be noted, doing the longest hip-hop podcast around mm-hmm. Juan Epstein, you and Scythe. That's
2: right. um I've been
0: around doing some things for a long time. Does it make you do you feel like like that tenure do you feel like you you're that much of a veteran in the game now or does it still feel like new and young and fresh and cool?
1: um I guess I feel like in between like I feel I feel somewhat I've been thinking about it more recently, so. I'm starting to feel... I'm
0: glad I asked. Yeah. I've been
1: starting to feel... Well, because I, you know, it dawned on me the other day, Um, I did a podcast, actually, with my friend who's starting a podcast. Um, shout out to my buddy. Have you probably met him before? My buddy, Boyder. Tom Boyd. He's one of Asher's... Like, oh, yeah. Yo, Yo Boyder. Yo, yo Boyder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or Boyder, Yo. Whatever. Or on yo. Instagram, I think he's Boyder, Yo. Yeah, yeah. So, best guy ever. Like, you guys actually all really get along. Best dude ever. And he wants to start a podcast, and he's doing a podcast called Do You, talking to people... Just talking to people about who are doing what they set out to do. Cool. Like, that's the point of the podcast, which yeah. is kind of cool. So we were talking about the show, and I kind of, like, I'm pretty confident. Only I just feel like I'm too much of a douchebag if I'm the one to look it up. I'm pretty sure I'm also the longest tenured morning personality of all time in the history of the station. Well, I don't think anyone's done more mornings than I have ever. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean Ed,
2: different iterations. And, but but Ed and you, Ed,
1: Ray. Ed and Dre lasted a few
2: years, you know, like
1: four years maybe something like that. star and buck two or three years yeah but wow. but
2: how bright did that star shine very
1: <laughs> that star was bright for a for a year it was the brightest star ever and but it was quick mm-hmm. and then uh miss jones was quick yeah ed lover ed lover ed, and dre yeah
2: but uh uh but ed lover <laughs> yeah ed lover then he went to power 105 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um and then yeah and then i mean syfe came on and now i'm still there so like I think that in in some ver you know, Infohead was there for years in different ways. Sure. Mm-hmm. Envy was there for several years in different ways. Ebro's been on twice in different ways, but still won't won't catch up until he fires me and then <laughs> stays by himself. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I've been on Mornings and Hot longer than anyone, which is cool.
0: Do you I, get like sweatpants for that or like a No, like, you know, like a, watch? a watch? Yeah.
1: You know, I will I will get clo- I am getting close to my first watch with them. Well, I will 10 get years a watch. Is, yeah is they'll a watch. There'll be a
0: ten year watch. How many watches does Flex have? A couple? Two. Wow. He has a 10 and a 20. Does he wear, like, them on both wrists? Yeah, at all times. <laughs> Isn't it crazy, though, that, like,
1: I've almost... I haven't been there half as long as Flex, but, like, I'm I'm close.
0: That's that's really,
1: like, like crazy yeah. to say. You know, like, yeah. that that growing up wanting to do it, then it's like, well, at the station now, there's Flex,
2: enough. Yep.
1: Then me, maybe? I mean, there's other part-timers, of course, like Bobby and Jabba. Sure. Right. Been there for years. Um... Camillo's and I are around the same time. Okay. Well, maybe just before me. Um, but besides that? Besides that, I don't know who. C's gone. Syph's gone. Angie's gone. Info's gone.
3: Uh,
1: Envy's gone. You know, any, Clue. Like, all those guys are gone. Like Any, like,
0: salespeople, like, been there?
1: Oh, like, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a handful. I mean, Ebro. Sure. Who's been there a couple, few years
0: longer than me. There's – in
1: behind the scenes, there's a handful uh, maybe as many as ten who have been around like beyond twelve. But
0: does it feel years. like you remember when you were in, like in high school and at a certain point, look, you just become a senior because everyone graduates and it's like you look back and you're like, oh, I'm sort of, I'm the veteran. I'm in, I have more. Well, you also tenure. matriculate to the fourth year. Yes, I know. Yeah. But like I'm saying, does that feel like you're a senior now? You're like an upperclassman. You've,
1: yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess, I guess so. Like when young, when the younger people are around, I'm like, oh, I'm now one of the famous people here who, mm-hmm. like, when the kids get here, they're like, oh, shit, that's Rosenberg. No, yeah. no you're, you're just not... one of the older people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. That, well, that's
2: 100%. It's not like everybody's, like, clapping when you're th- going through the halls. So. No, no, yeah. they don't clap. They're yeah. just
1: going. like, Ugh. They kind of, like, <laughs> feel more like those pity things.
2: <laughs> but, not, but, I, but that is weird, because
1: I remember what it was like when I started in radio, and I would see, like, the big, known, full-time guys there. And I'm talking about people who, with all due respect, and without sounding like too much of a douche myself, even though it does, weren't nearly as known as I am right? but it, for me as a radio nerd I'm like oh man that's Easy Street like oh man that's Tigger I mean Tigger was a big deal of course Yeah. like oh my gosh that's Michelle Wright like these are people in DC and so it was weird just when I realized I was one of those guys now let alone one who's been around like for a real long time and you know so that it is um it is interesting. It's what makes the timing cool of going to a new place because now that I started something new, it feels exciting to be like in a new thing. And we're like, oh, you're the new guy. It's a, it's a really cool A-D-S-S-P-N. contrast. Yeah, 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 So it's a really cool contrast to be at one place where it's like, oh, it's Rosenberg. You know, because from a sales standpoint, it's like everyone's used to me. Uh-huh. You know, I have some relationships that are great. Some people I don't talk to. You know, not, I have no negative relationships in the building, but I guess some people I probably don't deal with as much. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like last night, my wife and I went to the Knicks game where we saw your brother. Yeah. And, like, you know, I went to the suite for the first time. I've never been in their suite. So, like, How I feel I, up there. I, 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 it's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nicer than the hot suite. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really nice because there is – Better angle? Yeah, better than the one – well, there is no hot suite. No, <laughs> right. The only thing hot has is four tickets to the Yankees. I think that's the only, like, hot thing that – they're good seats. Yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. like, four good seats to the Yankees, and, like, you can t- kind of, like, get them if you ask way in advance. Yeah.
2: Um, you need really to know. Uh, you need to know our brother. That's that's the that's the hookup. I know that is yeah. that that is the wall. So at the ESPN suite,
0: like theoretically, you can bring like fourteen of your friends or twelve of your friends or something like that, right? Me? And, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, sure. I I wonder <laughs> I wonder if I asked in advance what like the how I could stunt the hardest. Like, yeah, I could be like, yo, I'm coming. Th- I got some people in town. Yeah, and like can... name drop a couple good like rap people, but I need to come through like six deep and see what I can pull off. And then be like, oh, they couldn't come through. But My bad. Yeah, but yeah. Ballard's, yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> Ballard's got like smoking a bowl in there. But um no, it's just I walked in and the guy who – I guess this is probably – Dan could probably tell us like commonplace. The guy who I guess is like the senior person from the station who's there mm-hmm. is kind of standing in the entrance when you walk in like, hey, like greeting people as they walk in. Is that common practice? So I walk in and he's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like – and he's like, who are you? Who are you? Ooh, and I'm wow, like no, – wow. I, I, yeah, no, I don't care at all. I mean I, you can laugh at me but I really didn't care. And I'm like <laughs> – I'm like, oh, hey, Peter Rosenberg. I got to tell you, I didn't know he was from the station. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't recognize him. So, and he's like, oh, my God, you're on our air. I really should have recognized you. You're doing a great job. And I'm like, you don't, you know, you've barely yeah. seen me so far. I, I don't Did expect... you fire him? Yeah. I, well, I made a, I sent an email.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy what's happening here. But, you know, but it's cool. Honestly, I kind of like that. That Like, I'm so new to a place that some of the people, there are like, oh, I haven't even seen you yet. Like, mm. it it shows me that I am pushing myself into a space I've never been before. Like, it's like it's like the way I feel about South by Southwest. Like I always end up going again, even though I say I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's like I'm not covering any new ground anymore when I'm there. Right. And now I could, if I had the wherewithal or different connections, and I went to a totally different part of it. And because there are obviously great people yeah, to meet down there. Sure. Yeah. Go but to the
2: tech part. I've, I've <laughs> thought about that. I, I, this, Wait, you actually thought about that? Oh yeah. That would be like the the nerdiest and worst. The, but there's a lot of good people there. Sure. Like Netflix
1: is there and yeah. HBO is there. Why not? And like I mean, that's where you guys should
2: be. Like there's no reason to go to the music one. You hear that, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> like you, that's
1: that's the one to go to if you're really trying to like make moves right now. There's no moves to be made at the music part anymore. Also, it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's just filled. It's just a huge
0: like a new, ridiculous. Everyone stuff. from New York goes down there and it's like, oh, I could have done this back home. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like that's the thing. And like so, I've covered all. Whenever I'm there, I'm like I am. Half the time we're out, I'm the person in the room that people want to talk to. And I'm like, well, this isn't where we want to be. Oh,
0: you must be so tired of Nardwar. <laughs>
1: Nardwar? No. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Nardwar. <laughs> Except for when he asks me every year to, like, help him get someone. And I don't have any – like, I, 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 I've, don't get me wrong. I helped him with a couple of his big ones. Yeah? But then I kind of felt like, all like right, who? Well,
0: Drake. I mean that's the one he like wow. thanks me for all the time of this really day. and then by the way we've heard that like he'll use he'll go to Drake and he'll like relentlessly hit him up and be like can you get me this, this person? person and then you know Future yeah or, and then like he'll bother Future and like that's what he does yeah
2: yeah yeah he's amazing I mean the truth is like, it's... you know what's crazy I know he knows so much about everybody and I don't know his first name Nardwar that's his first name, I'm not a last name. does he have a last name Nardwar does he... <laughs> Nardwar oh he's
0: Nardwar? like Khaled Khaled <laughs> yeah. He's Nardwar Jenkins. Yo, and we do talk about Khaled a lot, but I should say Khaled really, like, means a lot to your morning show. Now <laughs> he does. Well, no, but even before that, the... the You're a liar? The, yeah, that, which was the greatest.
1: It's Yeah, it's a big part of the show.
0: Yeah, I think it's still awesome. Yeah, and now the new ones are even better, like... I mean, Accurate
1: has changed
0: the Amazing. way I live life. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just, let's just go back real quick. Uh, first time... Uh, we met you in person. Was down when you were living in um, Hell's
2: Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm. yeah, or Midtown West or Clinton. I don't or, know
0: which Wherever we the call... trains don't go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, That's for sure. Yeah, we started out um, doing videos generally at the same time as you did. You had you had some some ones that really hit, um, and then we started doing regular ones. And we reached out to everyone in the blog world um, to just try to like spread the word about ours and like you know get to be part of the community, right? Do you remember? I'm about to read the. Email. You have the, email? I have the email. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> We've talked
1: about it before, yeah, yeah. but to hear the words is going to be <laughs>
0: embarrassing. This is August twenty eight, two thousand seven. Um, by the way, I was basically
1: no one at this point. You said you
0: sent this at 4:52 p.m., which is probably around the time you woke up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I was only doing weekends then, right? This is, this is a Tuesday. Yeah. Um. You said I just watched all your joints. I think, by the way, we had we'd exchanged emails, and you go. You said like
1: that was nice of me that I watched all the videos. You know, good job. You did, well, I think
0: you, did. you said that you watched the videos. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> True. So I I believe this is unsolicited. Um, You say I just. You think unsolicited? Unsolicited because we had traded emails and then there was like the second one in a row. By the way, I totally believe it's unsolicited. Yeah. (laughs) I just watched all your joins. Let me be totally blunt since you asked for my input. I don't think I asked for it. <laughs> but you had to have if I said that. Yeah, at some point, at some point. I, I, um, I would think. Yeah. I wouldn't have made that up. You said they're really, and you capitalized really, so that was nice. They're really well done and have a ton of potential. The initial, the initial concept to every video is pretty fucking funny, but sometimes the comic execution is just slightly off. You know what I mean? That's what you say. Uh, like every video has gotten me intrigued enough to watch it all the way through, but not excited enough to pass it around. Check out some of my work on YouTube. I did three... <laughs> That's the best part. Well, cause, by the way, it's all, it's so far it's just been like yeah, sound advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, hold did... on though. Let
1: me get yeah. to yeah. the end. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I did three comedic, comedic parodies which have done pretty well for me. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't, you can't read it like that. I, I didn't say pretty. It just says pretty.
0: <laughs> if you're at all interested, I would totally lend you some insight. I'm not a genius or anything, but I feel my, like my comedic hip-hop sensibility is pretty strong. <laughs> Said pretty twice, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, uh, that that ending part's pretty good. Yeah, but then then we got to know you, um, and I think we sat outside with a bunch of your friends at like a local like salad bar.
1: Yeah, what was that day? I, I forgot. You were,
2: well, I know that what we were doing. We, we were, were going, going to, to Danielle Smith's like birthday party, and you were mad that you weren't invited. <laughs>
1: I mean, that sounds right. You yeah. guys were still doing things back then that I'm like, why <laughs> would you be going to do that? But, no
2: disrespect to Daniel Smith. There's just too many no, events for, that you guys go to. But you
0: were also – but but I think where we connected were like we just have a lot of similar interests, politics and sports and mm-hmm. music. And once we got to be in like the same seating area, you were like, oh, I can be friends with these guys. And then we started this like you know friendship that has lasted throughout the years. Yes. Um Including, we wanted to do a video with you, but technical problems got in the way. Where it was a sketch video at the time, where uh, because you're a huge wrestling fan and have that belt. championship wrestling belt, yeah. it was going to be the best friends belt, right? Which
2: I, you and I were going to wear. Right. But why didn't it
0: come out? <laughs> it like audio problems of some sort. It was directed by some friends of yours at the time. I feel like
1: oh, like those dudes who I was uh, who I was working. My my buddies, a Barry. And uh, his partner, who I just recently spoke to. That's, okay. that's probably who shot it, because they're New York-based. Yeah, yeah yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Tall guys, I remember. Yes, both yeah.
0: tall. Gotcha. And it was shot at your old apartment. And but then we, we didn't have. get to use it. because We didn't get to use it, but we
2: did include you in a video where we did DJ drops. Right. And you <laughs> had the uh, interesting choice of you, you wanted to get on camera, and you, it, the whole idea was that uh, DJs were like doing these like it ridiculous was... drops that were ruining our lives, our Valentine's Day plans. Yeah.
0: Like, yes, yes, yes. every yeah, yeah. I remember the skit. Every yeah. like you know just romantic song. Yeah, and
2: so Peter got on camera and he's like, "Should I eat a banana?" <laughs> and it's you like really like eating a banana. You made that choice. Yeah. yeah, you're
0: like, "Should I really go for it?"
2: And we're like, "Sure." Yeah. <laughs> well, like we mean making it very homoerotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah. that sounds right. No, I mean like really eating it, like <laughs> chewing it. Right. Yeah. How, yeah. how did how did the video turn out? Amazing. Amazing. Everyone loved it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as you're an expert in... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think people thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I think I can say comfortably that I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, can we start at the very beginning? Sure. You're you're MoCo, right? Yeah. Montgomery
1: County, Maryland.
0: You grew up the the second of two kids, so... Was Nick really the first one to bring hip hop into your life? Yes, like you didn't have any cousins who were like listening nope. to it or anything. Nick's the oldest of all cousins in the family, and so like he got on it and was like, "Yo, Peter."
1: No, I mean, I don't, I, I, he didn't like ever t- t- tell me like let's share this. It just <laughs> sort of, ha- it just sort of, you know, you want to be like your older brother, mm-hmm. and I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> I mean, good point. Um, you know, i I was really into sports back then. Um, I mean, still am, obviously, but. I I imagined I was always going to pursue sports. And, like, when I was a kid, I thought I was, like, going to be an athlete. Like, right, that yeah. was mm-hmm. what I was going to do. What do you think you were going to be? I think a basketball player. Like, maybe at first a football player and then a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's funny because it's laughable, right? Like, we could all obviously have a good laugh about me saying I want to be a basketball player. Yeah. But it's the exact same thought that I had about being on Hot. Sure. When I, I just changed interest. yeah. yeah when yeah. I was young, though, I was like, no, I'm going to, like – I know I'll be the shortest guy. But, like – I'm going to just work really, really hard at it, and I know I'll be good. Like, Mm. I I didn't have any question that I would be able to do it
0: if I tried hard enough. Did your parents – I'm sure your parents were supportive of all your interests, but did they try to sort of temper down the idea? Like, because I know – I thought I was going to play for the Mets. Like, there was no question about it, and I played – Little League, I played – High school baseball, like, I was I was for sure, there was nothing going to stop me. And my parents were like, just think about the numbers. <laughs> like, the odds of you making it to the major leagues are not so likely. Did you ever get any of that?
1: I think I – no, I don't think I really got that, you know, up and before I decided, like, mm, this isn't going to work out. And it really only didn't work out because – for a million reasons, but chiefly, my, the reason I gave up mm-hmm. was because – uh, I didn't make the freshman basketball team. I didn't make the JV team my freshman year. I really? got cut. Um like first cuts. Like I was cut right away and I was like this oh, sounds like Michael Jordan. I'm just like Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. If, that, if Michael Jordan decided like all right, well I'm done. <laughs> and I that's when I did the math on it cuz I'm like, well I can sit around this whole year and then try to be the guy who makes it like sophomore season. And mm-hmm. I have a friend who did that, my boy Asim Williams. Mhm. Asim got cut freshman year like I did. And you know, him and I were of, of similar level playing and he got cut and then he made it and that made me think like man maybe i should have kept going because like a seam worked hard and he made the team right Mm. um and i I, you know i do i i don't like that i didn't make the team like i I still don't like that i didn't make the team like i always loved the basketball team yo air out that jv coach right now (laughs) yo listen coach thompson (laughs) Mm. Um, but no, I was really bad in tryouts. I mean, that, that was the problem. Like, I I was good enough to have made the JV team. I wouldn't have been a great player on the JV team freshman year, but I could have made the JV team. I was terrible. I was so nervous. I couldn't. I remember botching layups. Like, I'm like, shit. I'm not making layups. Like, yeah. we're doing layup lines, and I'm missing some layups. Like, I'm mm-hmm. that nervous about this. Right. And afterwards, I when I went to go look at the list, I'm like, I'm not making the team. Like, I I already knew. Like, that's a reasonable cut. Yeah. If the kid can't make layups, you're cutting him from the team. <laughs> sure. And that's what happened. So. At that point, I was like uh, – so I guess that's November of my freshman year. And I then – What high school is this? Bethesda Chevy Chase High School. It was a great – it's a great high school. I mean now it's changed a lot. I'm sure it's still great. It's it's a better school now even. They added the IB program. It's like twice as big as it used to be. It's been renovated. It's all, all that stuff. But So
2: to, U.S. News and World Reports, if you're listening. no, <laughs> oh, they already know. Yeah. BCC's <laughs> up there.
1: BCC does well. But like it's incredibly diverse. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool school. It, like, sits right on East West Highway mm-hmm. in, like, a really pretty sort of part of Bethesda. It's, like, trees all around it. You can walk to lunch. It's open lunch for all students. Wow. Which is a cool thing. So I had a great time. So after I – when I didn't make the team and I was kind of bummed out for a minute and then I was just like, eh, and started, like, listening to <laughs> Did me. Did you drop out? Like, after <laughs> well, I, I think you meant after I dropped out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just was like, I'm going to really be more into music and stuff and chase after the girls who I like wanted to, wanted bad. And I was, I was like pretty already girl obsessed, and I hadn't kissed a girl. So I was like really like, all right, let me focus on this now. I gotta I, I,
2: That didn't work out, but we're, this yeah, isn't going to If gonna you be. work really, really hard at basketball, <laughs> it doesn't work. Then you work really, really hard at girls, and maybe that will work and out. Maybe yeah, that will yeah, yeah. work out. And it did, yeah. which was the shocking part of the time. So, well,
0: was, the, so was, was the goal to be a DJ?
1: No, not yet. Um it didn't that didn't really become clear until that summer um, the after freshman year of high school, my girlfriend was moving, so we started dating in February of that year, but we'd been friends for a year, so yeah. when we started dating it was like a big deal for me. Like I was uh, absolutely head over heels in love with this girl. Mm -hmm. And we were very, very close because we'd already been close for a long time. So even though in retrospect it seems kind of silly that her moving would have been such a big deal because we'd only been dating since February. First of all, we were in high school. Of course. Second of all, we'd already really been close for a couple of years and this was kind of like I finally got her and now she's going to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when she went to move, I I think I already – I'd have to ask my brother. I think I already had an idea in my head that I was going to DJ because I remember the day that she – Moved the day we took her to the airport, um I got home, and my brother had went downtown and bought me some records, like he knew I was gonna be like just sick oh. mm-hmm. and he bought me like boys to men end of the road that was actually our song, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the year before something. um he bought me I do it on forty five though so yeah my he he bought me um grave diggers i think uh-huh. uh oh, wow. That's Man. dark yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like feeding into it. He might – if I called him right now, I think he'd remember. He might have bought me – he might have bought me Juicy that day. Wow. Um, Summer 94? Yeah, I think that's possible. The album comes out in April, so it's like eight months before. It's possible. Anyways, um, and then I started working at my friend Allison's uncle's record label. My friend Allison has an uncle uh, whose nickname is Dr. Dread. Real name, Gary Himmelfarb. (laughs) Um, so he's basically another me yeah. who mm-hmm. I got to meet as a kid. He owns a reggae. Re- he owned a reggae record label. Mm-hmm. Wow! He's still deep in the music business. Now he's moved on a bit, and he's only in publishing. And he actually, I mean, I've been meaning to hit him up so he can get me more. He sells these paws, these jerk nuts, <laughs> <laughs> these jerk peanuts. Yo, they are crack, and they're all like you know Jamaican themed. Like yep. that's his whole thing. Do you get a discount on them? I'm getting
2: – I'm to get cases. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, now that you're shouting them out on uh, this podcast. Yeah,
1: no, and I really want to get him up here to do my podcast because his story's incredible. Yo, are you a jerk nut boy? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> bro. It was It was going to work for Dr. Dread um, at Ross Records in Silver Spring, Maryland where I saved up for turntables. So I would like go to – I worked five days a week and I would carry a picture of my girlfriend to work every day in a frame, 8 by 10. And carried it with me every day every day it was like a known thing we didn't have a did <laughs> didn't you know, have a
2: back on the on the frame yeah <laughs> and you just like put it
1: and i would like sit it down wherever yeah. i was working with like looking at me peter mm-hmm. i'm dead i'm if, dead ass
2: if you worked this hard if you worked as hard
0: as you <laughs> did with this girl yeah you on, would be at basketball yeah you could be NBA, NBA. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: exactly i mean uh man Wait, that where picture, did, that, that picture where did she move? did she move like a town away she moved to czech republic
2: Oh, so wow. that's a little further. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it was real. It was real.
1: And it's and by the way, pre regular email. Are you so. are you
2: Facebook
0: friends with her now? Yeah. Oh well, more I... than Facebook friends. She was at my wedding. Really? Yeah. How oh, come we right. didn't meet her?
2: You probably you might have. Oh. I... How come we didn't see a giant picture of her? <laughs> 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 yeah. There... <laughs> you all didn't right. see the giant picture? I did not. Alright. Just for the record, by the way,
0: uh Dan, our brother, um, for his bar mitzvah, when he got his money, he was like, you know what I want to get? Turntables, and I was like, I don't know if that's a wise investment. They're going to decrease. How Jewish is this? Like, they're going to decrease in value. You like, were wrong, by the way. <laughs> I was very wrong. You
1: like, you literally got it exactly wrong. The price of a Technics twelve hundred is higher now than it was, and the ones yeah, you bought then, inflation. you still, would, you don't know, no, <laughs> and you still wouldn't be able to use them. As I still have the ones that I got when I was 14.
0: And Dan probably could have been a guest on Juan Epstein. You guys would have talked about like the... Uh, yeah, like
1: DJing from back in the day. <laughs> and so You didn't listen to him. That that is that why you didn't get them? You really discouraged him that strongly?
0: I thought, hey, maybe you want to like, you know... Yo, that's such hate, bro. <laughs> that's such older like,
1: brother c- hate. CDJs are the move, like <laughs> In the future, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be a different kind of turntables. Wait. I know. <laughs> Just it's wait a eight, table up your mind. <laughs> yeah, what, what year was he bar Uh 97. 97. Yeah. He was like, yo, if you. No, it was 97. 97. You yeah. were like, yo, if you just wait five or six years, you yeah. going be another kind of turn to him. <laughs> but then it would have went back to Serato and you would have wanted to have the 1200s. <laughs> what could have been? been? I know.
0: Rose I know. Yeah, I know. look
1: at him. You don't see a fucking hipster DJ, like a super <laughs> hip DJ sitting right here. he does wear were
0: glasses. Dan could have run Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, think about that. Oh, uh, um, opportunities. Now Dan, he's just. You should quit your job. Now he's just an executive.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, get a life. <laughs> um,. Anyway, so so you get yours, and then you immediately like, where do you where are you playing?
1: Nowhere. I, mean, I, get, <laughs> I get you save up, you buy one. That's how you did it back in the day, or how a lot of people did. You buy one, and the other one was like a CD player or like my dad's belt drive turntable. Sure. And you start buying records, you know, whenever you can, and you just practice and don't know what you're doing. And like I had no one to teach me. I had so many things wrong.
2: Did you have anyone to
1: discourage you? No, I would have called Eric, had I know. <laughs> Um. No, you know everyone. Once I got at first, my dad was very like, "What they cost? How much?" No. Mm-hmm. But once I got the turntables, my
2: parents were at that point like. Did I you think. play any instruments before this? I took piano. How were you, piano?
1: Fine, but my piano teacher moved away and never came back. So to so. Czech Republic.
3: No. I'm sending. <laughs> a common theme. Like, yeah, to yeah, life. It really is true. She
1: was her and I didn't get along very well anyway. I was like ten, and she was like fifty, and we would like fight. Like I was literally be like. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> She. I remember one day she made me call my parents so she could like yell yell about how difficult I was being. She
0: made you call the.
1: Yeah, like no one was home but her. Like she came, like she came to give me the lesson, like while well, my parents were still at work or whatever, and we were just like getting into it. She was like, "Go call your parents," and but she her name was Lois. She was definitely, she was definitely crazy. So I don't I don't think I was wrong. I think she was off, as evidenced by the fact that she just upped and ran away to Europe when she was fifty years old. Are you?
2: We she, she actually did run away to Europe. Yes. This is crazy.
1: What is well, my, you? my girlfriend didn't run away. Yeah. I know it sounds well, like that. Yeah, you know. But it, it does. I guess on paper it does. <laughs> well, my No, my girlfriend's uh, mom worked for the Brazilian embassy, so they just moved. This woman may have been running from me. I can't I can't say that she was.
0: What was your prom night like? Like, where did you – did you guys go to a club after, like, the – We fashion? did
1: after prom at, like, one of these restaurants in Bethesda that's, like – And there are, like, parents and, you know, like – The uh, parents came? Parents, um like, work the casino.
2: You went to – school in the O.C. <laughs> Is and that a thing that happened in the O.C.? <laughs> I feel like it was. Like, they, you definitely, like, had a cotillion. Yeah, like, there's, you there, like, when you got to
1: the after prom, it was at a party, and we all went to the after prom. Like, even, all the cool kids went to the after you prom. You had a limo, right? Like, yeah.
0: like, you and, like, whatever, like, however your party was, like, 11 other kids. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and Diana came back to town for it. Wow. She was your prom date. Yeah. Oh, she was my that, girlfriend.
0: No. Okay. I didn't know if like she went with someone else and no, no 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 no
1: of course not she was my girlfriend and she came back from Czech Republic just to go to prom wow and graduation you and had
2: a mail in prom date that's yeah. right yeah I had like a a, a Czech mail, mail order or, mail order prom that's amazing
1: date. um the only drama that happened that night was that man it's like I always have these feuds <laughs> in my life when I started hooking up with Diana she was dating this guy Howard right oh, Howard God. was a bit of a thug um was by he in the basketball team? by bcc terms. No, he was with the football team but then he like got kicked off cuz he was like a dirtbag. Wow. And Howard was like a ruffian and him and I were cool when he was dating Diana but like I always liked Diana. So and we'd been friends before that and so she thought he was a dick and she started hooking up with me and I'd been friends with her for a long time and I don't he suspected it. And then she like broke up with him and then we started dating like right away. It was like one of those situations. And from that point on it was always like weird between us and I was always scared of him. Like for (laughs) sure. Like, oh, God, Howard. And then he like got kicked out of school and he'd show up every blue moon and people like, Howard's here. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Right. So that's like a recurring theme. And the craziest (laughs) shit, bro. Senior year. Now we're years removed. I get to Allison's dad's house for the after party. I'm walking in blah, blah, And Chauncey or someone, one of my good friends, like, yo, Howard just showed up. I'm (laughs) like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Tonight? (laughs) Yeah. All nights. (laughs) This is the night. No, and and it sounds funny. That was really the night. Like, I'd (laughs) been prom night with my girlfriend of three years. Yeah. High school sweethearts. Like, this was a big deal. And Howard's
2: there. And (laughs) by the way, this is the OC.
0: Who invited Howard? Um, he was con- Doctor Dread. <laughs> he no, was, was Doctor Dread. Would never do that.
1: He was connected to like some of the kids we were connected to, who were like more hooligan leaning. Okay, so like he was connected to those people, and somehow he got word of the party and was just like coming over, even though he didn't go to schools anymore. He didn't go
0: to prom. He, he didn't graduate. Like, what? What are you doing here? Yo, did he show up to pre prom and like just stand behind the parents taking the pictures, like <laughs> <'cause> ice <laughs> grilling you. <laughs> Um, but I didn't. I don't think we ended up
1: even seeing him that night. I think he got. I think he got handled. I think I'm pretty sure Allison's older brother Jeremy was like, who was two years at this point is like a junior in college. Yeah, and he played on the football team. It was like a pretty, you know. He for, was at the prom. He was home for the summer. So he was kind of like chaperoning the party, and knowing Jeremy in retrospect, probably like trying to hook up with high school. Girls. <laughs> I mean, but I, I really can't be mad at that. He was like nineteen. <laughs> I would have been. I would have been hovering around the after prom party too. Like what? He was like.
0: He's scraps. Yeah, like he was
1: still a cool, good-looking older guy. He's now in college. Like, what are you doing? Of course, I would recommend to anyone listening. Yep. If you are of that age and you have a sibling who might have an after prom, you should go. You're never gonna have that opportunity again. <laughs> So I think he was like, "What? I'm gonna go take care of this." And like, he kicked them out, and oh, like, wow. I was okay. I Have survived. you seen Howard since? No, I right. don't. Th- he hasn't show up at your like. DJ no, games? No, no, you know what? I'm wrong. I, we, I think, I'm pretty sure we saw him somewhere in the, in subsequent
0: years. He was not at your wedding. No, as far as you know. <laughs> as far as I
2: know, but a lot of people at my wedding. My wedding was lit. You never, know, you don't know where he was. Um, I just want to talk about my prom for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, my do. after prom, right. I went on the Hot 97. <laughs> Floating cruise around like a uh, Statue of Liberty, which was a nightmare. Wait, wait, is that really what you did? Yeah. What was
1: the hot ninety-seven floating cruise?
2: No, it was like a. By the way, you know any, they have like that, cruise, that prom. Any Yeah, it's floating. a floating cruise. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, it was the Victor cruise. We <laughs> went around the Statue of Liberty, and it was like all these different um, like I don't know. It was just like
0: wasn't it raining? By the way, it was terrible. Yeah, no. I want to know who DJed that.
2: We mm-hmm. were the only ones. Like so, Dan and I and, and Dan. Um, like our friend Greg, we're like the only ones that like hip hop, and everybody else did not. And so I don't know why, why. we at this event. I don't really know. Did you guys? Did I mean, guys- I don't think that we lobbied like super hard, like oh, we have to go to the 197 cruise. But I think that I don't know how we ended up there. I went did. To- I
1: wonder who was DJing though.
0: I know. Been
2: I don't know. know. Um, I went to the Roxy,
0: which was still open when I went to prom. Um,
1: what was the after? What did you do there? Which was, was a club It yeah. a club oh, People went to the club afterwards
0: Yeah well we went to the club It was like And by the way Our group was like Oh should we go to this club This club This club And someone was like uh, Do you want to go to life And someone else And I We were all sitting in the library And someone goes um, Isn't life a gay club And I just I That's all I heard <laughs> And so I just figured It was like a proverb Of some sort I was like Life is a gay club That's <laughs> crazy Like How deep is that You know <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, did, we We went to the Roxy. Isn't life a gay club? Yeah. But by the way... All dudes trying to get in. <laughs> bang each Yo, other quick and get Howard. out. <laughs> it makes sense. Well, here's something that you've kept probably even longer than, than any sports franchise. Wrestling. Yes. How did that... Although I
1: sold wrestling out too and just came back with a vengeance. Wow.
2: Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I left... You thought it was consistent.
1: No. Not at all. I mean, you're about not consistent. <laughs> I was obsessed with wrestling... 86, 87, 88, 89. Um, and when I say obsessed, I mean, not like my, my friend Dipperstein, who was like... Obsessed. So, I mean, yeah, it's like crazy. <laughs> I was just really into
2: it the way kids were into it. Mm-hmm.
1: 90, 91. I, I, when I watch now, I realize I have <laughs> memories up
2: till 92, I think. I was like, you're just going to keep naming years <laughs> <laughs> into the present. 92, 93, 94. That was five, good. Five. 95, 96, 97. We're great. 98, then... 99.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah. so I... Re- so I remember, so I remember ninety, ninety one, ninety two. I still remember things. I'm like, oh, I remember when Ric Flair showed up. I remember things like that. Now ninety three, ninety four is what I consider to be just the most the nader ripug time in the history of WWF. It was so stupid and bad, and I was getting like obsessed with girls and just kind of forgot. And I was just like, oh, wait,
2: no. girls don't like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they do.
1: What did I imply that? Wait, if why? so, I didn't mean to. Why was it? Why was it the worst era? Um, it was, it went from the super cartoony when we were kids era, like Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan and Sgt. Slaughter and these big To between that and the attitude era, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, like badass, like practically showing boobs, crazy era. Mm. The in between period, they were lost. They were like, they were trying to evolve out of being like super little kid and like kind of get into like weirder stuff and they just didn't know how to do it. So like... Also, remember Hulk Hogan's involvement with them was like he basically left. So the company, even though it was like my favorite wrestler ever, second, the company was left in the hands of Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. And Bret's great, and he's one of the best to ever do it. But he shouldn't be the guy who leads the company completely. Like he just he didn't have enough of a character to build an entire brand around. As a result, there are all these other weird characters. Like they started bringing like fake clowns and like just stuff that was like weird and that lasted until now but even during those repug years I do remember a couple times that me and my best friend Ben ordered Wrestlemania like we'd be like oh we'll get Wrestlemania though yeah like it was still entertaining Wrestlemania you'd still be like I want to see like Lawrence Taylor had a match we we're like oh I want to see LT have a match at Wrestlemania now is it the most repug main event in the
2: history of wrestling yes it is but at the time I <laughs> wanted on. to see it that that's even worse than Vince McMahon doing whatever he does like fighting Donald Trump and
1: no well Vince first of all Vince has had some good main like not main event match but like co-main event matches. also I, event. I, I don't
0: care well, yeah exactly <laughs> and Donald say, Trump was never actually in the main event match or involved in the main event oh my match. god! Okay, I shouldn't first have said all, anything shouts to our camera guy Johan who loves wrestling and and it's every- like just talking out loud. Yeah. But every time we talk to him about it by the way when he's here we're just like eh, you know what we don't we don't get it we don't you know.
2: Yeah. But it's like Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys are in Star Wars either? No, no, no. We've never had, seen it. We had just Blaze on here just and our friend Phil Chang to talk about what we've been missing with Star Wars.
2: Although, so now, just Blaze is doing a screening all day, and we're going to yeah. like watch, like him, to and, watch it for the first time. He has like a bunch yeah, of friends yeah. who have never seen it, and we're going to watch Star Wars. I guess.
0: Where is he screening it? At his home. Yeah. Oh, just like a, on like a big TV yeah. on a outside in the backyard on like. Oh, a big really? TV. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, Is he tenting it? Uh, no, I think it's just like what, what somehow what, the lighting works on. How soon on is this uh, coming up? Yeah, coming up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it'll still be warm enough to be
0: outside potentially,
2: or cold enough. I don't know.
1: Well, we, he, he did say
0: it November. might too. Yeah. So, yeah. By the way, he's just going to show the first three, right? Uh, he has he a 45-minute yeah. cut of the prequels, like the good parts, apparently, of the prequels cut down that he's going to show also. Why do you say that word like that?
2: Have you ever noticed that? Prequels? Yeah. Yeah, prequels. you say it weird. Prequels. What's going on? Oh, wow. Yeah. was what,
0: happening? I don't know. Prequels.
1: Well, what is that? That's a, it's like a NyQuil. It's <laughs> not NyQuil. It's a prequel.
0: Um, <laughs> by the way, I also we, say we, I say one... Like, W-O-N is a lot like J U A. Like, Juan? Like, like, Juan.
2: Juan Epstein. Uh, you say they won. W-
0: they what? The team won. The Mets won. Wow, that is weird. <laughs> you should <laughs> get a new partner, dude. I know. <laughs> I, I need a new <laughs> partner. It's getting weird. Is this I what mean? happened with, with Ty? You're just like, you know, it's, there's one thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Br- Bring it me, bro. Enough <laughs> is enough. Um, We have a friend, uh, Marcia St. Hubert, who says, instead of uncomfortable, she says, uncomfortable. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. But everything else she says normally. That is
1: insane. And I, you, do you ever tell her that you are uncomfortable with her saying that? Yes. Peter, Peter you, you you abbreviate everything. Yeah. That Repos- makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 there's no good abbreviation no. for Is there, Ugh.
0: you know, 12 or 13-year-old, or let's say 11, 12-year-old Peter who's like, one day there's going to be fans in that arena who hold up signs that say catchphrases that I've thought of.
1: Well, or co- or or catchphrases that I copy from my agent and make them big. Um <laughs>
0: You just say yeah, yeah, him louder. Yeah, I say him louder. But by the way, Shoemaker,
1: my co-host, called me out once and was like, he was like, dude, stop giving your agent credit for stuff. His job is to make you seem awesome. <laughs> you don't have to ever credit your agent for anything. That's not how it works. And I was like, wow. oh, yeah, you're right about that. And Dip doesn't care. Dip, Dip's biggest pride is anything that happens good for me. But anyways, I think his biggest pride is his hair. His hit, well, that's what should be his biggest pride. Shouldn't his biggest
0: pride be the 10% he takes for whatever you do? Yeah,
1: but he, honestly, the craziest thing is I mean, I know it sounds really hokey, but like, he. Sounds does, hoke? He. It, no, that's not. How, <laughs> come on, dude. That's just. Again, what's happening with this guy? I don't know. You can only really abbreviate on a uh, four syllables. Yeah.
2: Abbreviation.
3: Well, first of all, Brief, that's pugnant. Uh,
1: yeah. A good or point. Major. Like... <laughs> those are very rare examples. But for a regular one, you're going to make up on the fly. It has to be a four to three. Mm-hmm. The other ones would have to be like their mage is its own thing. Well, but the thing is, I realize. by the way, I'm going to tell you that like, we, we have some exciting potential things happening. Potential It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it can. I feel like it you, you would say, you would say You would say, oh my God. Uh, yeah, you have to use it as like a noun. You say, Omar has like, tons of potential and you go, oh my God, the potential of the cinch. Now you've got something. Potential the ascent? Yeah, you yeah, say, I that don't like that. That sounds
2: like, that. like a wrestling well, <laughs> say, you would, you would say no, Okay, fine.
1: You go, oh my God, major potential.
2: Ugh. No. Why do you keep saying ugh? I, I don't like it. Because you have push a <laughs> fan. Why are, why are you like, so – It feels like you can't read what I'm saying. I don't like it.
1: Those words are the most
2: important part of the wrestling podcast.
1: And that, that is, in my opinion, in, not in terms of content, right? Like, of course, what we talk about is what makes the podcast a podcast. Mm-hmm. But what allows our podcast, that one, to be a bigger deal than other ones and my other one and a lot of things is the code language. That right. is – I have now realized how important that is to getting places. Because yeah.
0: now they're on the inside, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Everyone's part of but a that's team. the same with anything.
1: If, yeah, if I just I – never, I've never executed it so fully, I guess. Right. That's the thing. Like, it – it became a real, like, when we walked into the arena last time and these dudes had every word in a sign, like, in using it the right way, I'm like, oh, man, like, this this shows a different level of fanship because they've taken to this silly thing. Yeah. It does read really badly on Instagram, though. <laughs> when people come to me, they're like, yo, bro, Maj. I'm like, er, <laughs> no, no,
2: it's not Maj. It's um, Mage. But there's no good way to spell Mage. Um, what's the worst meeting you've ever had? Um, I mean that
0: I guess you can talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I,
1: I I don't know that I've had one that I thought was just like totally terrible. Um, I've had just all of the
0: ones that amount to
1: nothing <laughs>
2: that are just a waste of time. Um, I mean, our worst one is we went to BET one time.
0: The, the second. And by the way, th- you
2: guys
1: love meeting people, so I have to imagine sure. your list of bad meetings. You have to have a, a top five. We
0: have, well, we do have a top five because yeah. you guys,
1: and that's only to your credit, because you guys go out and meet people all the time. Sure. So that, as a result, you have to have sometimes you're in rooms you're like, "What? This one was not <laughs> the one we should have done." We
0: went to, um, so the number, like the number two guy at, uh, like Stephen Hill's, like number two guy at, um, at BT was like, "Will you please come in? We're looking for some comedy. You guys like have a certain point of view." Let's just have a meeting. We're like, great. And so we're waiting. We go down to 57th Street, and we're going to meet with this executive. And we're in the waiting room. We're in the lobby. And, like, interns are walking by. And like, oh, my God, it's the reels here. So, like, clearly, like, people in the building are aware of us. They know who we are. This is, like, 2009 or something like that. Right. right? So it
2: was, like, fairly early on.
0: Maybe 2010. And so uh, we get called into this meeting. And the woman sits us down. And the first thing she says is, why do you think you can comment on my culture? And we were like, well. I remember you told this before. Great start. Great start, and why, why would that? But why would you even bring someone in for a meeting like that? Or Crazy. was it to test you? No, she no, was to see where you were. at. It was a favor to the to the number two guy. I don't know why this woman like. Yeah, you know, I don't know a- and why so, she didn't know anything so, about us. But
2: Eric starts talking about. He's like, you know, like, and like he's like stunned. <laughs> and well, he's just what like, I should have
0: said really was like, hey, we've done videos with and name all these people and be like, we go to all these events and we're a part of this community and it's just you know right. our singular point of but view. But instead, instead I said. um yeah, We've been fans of, of hip-hop since Arrested Development, and she goes...
2: I love that show. We were like, um... Right, I mean, the, I also love that show, the, but the, that's not what we're talking group. about. Arrested Development yeah we're not talking about what I'm talking about I thought
1: you were gonna say that she made a joke about you referencing
2: Arrested Development no she she doubled down on it and she was was like really doubled (laughs) down because like
1: like, it would have been safe if she be like really Arrested Development get these guys out of (laughs) here not even a tribe called quest like what are you doing no she's like that's
2: hilarious like you know the mother and Buster and it's just like yeah I mean that is all funny but that's not what we're talking about and that has
1: nothing to do with hip hop that's literally the least hip hop show
2: I've ever seen right
1: yeah there's nothing about hip hop on that show. You never had a meeting. I don't think I have any. I've had anything like that. I don't think I've ever sat down with someone that I can recall. Um, but by the way, you know, at this point, I don't remember a lot of the meetings, like all the early run stuff that didn't work out. I kind of like, like when we were trying to sh- uh, sell Noisemakers, we had a lot of
0: failed meetings,
1: um, and I don't remember any of well, bad. Can we,
0: can we talk about Noisemakers? Sure. Um, Do you, you mean? Do you want to talk about Crown? I, w- I oh, want. to talk, talk about Noisemakers. The original
1: Crown. Got it.
0: Um, which which Elliot? By the way concedes like came from noisemakers you guys had a live talk show that you would do at 90 92nd street y downtown yep. yeah and you had everyone from like quest love to puff to q-tip q-tip just a lot of like great ones uh pete rock like there were a lot of amazing stories that that came out of there uh did you have ninth wonder mm-hmm. yeah it was just like a lot of a lot of great events and you would pack out the place you always got great stories and it was a fun night um Why'd you stop?
1: Um, tried to sell it to TV with Q-Tip as executive producer. Produce. Didn't, <laughs> executive didn't, producer. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't, he was doing the executive production. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't work. Uh, people people weren't interested. It was too music-driven, too nerdy. I wasn't that well-known yet. Mm-hmm. I was like still... No, I was not in the place I'm in now. I mean, not to say that I don't I don't have room to grow, but my position in meetings now is different than it was then. Right. And um just didn't work. And after it didn't, I was kind of like, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I have my morning show's tiring. Um, I'd already been doing the podcast then. Yeah, It's another brand com- that I'm competing with my other brands. What's the point? Yeah. And, um, you know, listen, my my uh, my ability to do interviews – Live or privately is not going to go away. So, like that opportunity will be like I don't I don't think that was my last time I'll be doing
0: a public interview. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the biggest get was? Puff. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, you yeah. know, getting
1: puffed. I don't. I still don't <laughs> think he does has done anything like that. No. Like
0: Yeah.
1: You know. So, and keep in mind we weren't really getting people um, when they were doing promo
2: runs. Which is you know? the best. That's yeah. that's that's the really impressive part about it. Like, Yeah, we were really bummed to get you on your promo run right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you've seen everything I've said this week. So, I told you, I did Boiters podcast.
0: <laughs> it hasn't been created yeah. yet. You had Bun B in South By?
1: Yeah. Um, I had Nas at South By. Yeah. In front of, like... That was in front of, like... Were you guys there at that one? No, we, no, we, we never been. That was in front of, like, 1,200 people. That was huge. That, was, awesome. that, they, that went back, like... You should, if you ever look on the video, it's like it goes back forever. That was a different thing altogether and created one of the most awkward moments of my life. Which was? Which was when Nas goes. We're sitting there and, and we're like having a great moment. Nas is drunk and high, just having fun. And he's just like, Paul. <laughs> 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 that must happen to you all the time though.
0: All the time. Still?
1: Nah, not as much. But like I still get on the street like once every couple weeks. Someone's like, what up, Paul? <laughs> and like you have this debate of like do I not say anything back? Mm. And then they think I'm an asshole, well, or, or do at I say
0: Rosenberg is the asshole? Right, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Another awkward moment in your career was when you chased down Kanye in the Hot 97 hallways, yeah, on video to ask him if he'd work if when when we, he would work with DJ Premier. Finally, when yeah. would he finally do it? Right, yeah, like
2: a gotcha question. And what did he say? I
0: have, <laughs> <laughs> but he hadn't. He did, though, right? No, on the, I was right. Kanye
1: <laughs> was wrong. Yet again, in my life, I interview an artist about them. They think they know the answer, but really, they're giving a bullshit answer.
0: Well, the answer was he worked with him on the,
1: the Nike commercial, right? Right, and guess what the Nike version was? The remix. Primo <laughs> remixed a Kanye record that was originally produced by like Rick Rubin or someone else. There's, it's a, the original Nike classic song was someone else. The remix... Is the DJ Premier remix? That's not working together. That's called like they sent him an acapella, and Primo was like,
0: "Yeah."
1: Now, fast forward. <laughs> what came first, graduation or eight oh eights? Graduation.
0: Graduation did. Yeah.
1: Oh, but, because why didn't you just answer that? Because Kanye did the scratches on "Everything I Am."
0: You, uh, Premier. Premier did. I mean, Premier did the
1: scratches yeah. on "Everything I Am." Yeah. But maybe I said produced by, and that's why. Yeah. But so, but in that moment, what was it like? I didn't. In those moments, I don't feel it's awkward.
3: Oh, okay. In those well, moments, wait.
1: I only get told afterwards that it's awkward. <laughs> That's what makes me awkward in those moments. I don't. I didn't feel awkward chasing him down the hallway. As everyone was like, "I can't believe you chased him down the hallway." Didn't feel awkward about it at the time <laughs> because I just felt like, well, I wanted to get time with him, and Angie took all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. which did not happen only one time, um, reasonably, of course. But I, I felt like I was like, of course, it's Kanye West. Like I gotta get this, and yeah. The, the way more awkward part is part two of it, which was when I'm interviewing Drake at SOB's right. and Kanye walks in and the camera goes to Kanye and I'm like, yo, you were wrong about what you told me. And then Kanye's like, I'm not here for an interview. Like, yeah. I, I, I just walks out. Like, now that's <laughs> awkward. Who else? in? I mean, I'm, that, you want to know, honestly, honest to God, you want to know what I'm proud of in my career. Who else in the world? has moments like that on camera like there's not only the first awkward thing with kanye there's a second follow-up where he casually walks in to while i'm interviewing a brand new that was drake's like first big show big yeah. show yeah that gets a great moment and kanye <laughs> shows up I'm like oh my god kanye west is here that's amazing and then i try to get him again and he's like uh and he walks out <laughs> Um, and truth is, I don't think Kanye knows who I fucking am at all. To Paul this Rosenberg. <laughs> Maybe he thinks I'm Paul Rosenberg, but I don't um, think we've done one Epstein with him. I still don't think Kanye knows the fuck I am.
0: In short, how do you go from DJing at McDonald's to to bothering Ebro enough to to being hired at Hot ninety
1: seven? I had I had bothered people there, not Ebro. I had bothered John Dimmick, the previous program director, long before I was ever at McDonald's. So there's a gap there. So there's like in the early two thousands, bothering Hot ninety seven. Then talk radio, then fired, then McDonald's, then parody videos. And then in that moment, Ebro reaching out, someone reaching out to me, like Frank Frank Miller telling me, Ebro's reaching out to you. Chester to Frank. Yeah. 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 Um I haven't talked to Frank in like ten years. Oh. I, he didn't he hated me for like seven years, I think. Really? Yeah, I don't I think he's over it right now. No. But I've always been really bothered. Well, he by likes it. us. He does. <laughs> good. Well he would he would like you guys more. But
0: we uh, I, I feel like it makes sense. You guys,
1: he thinks I'm like, he, there's something about me that irritates him. Even though I give him credit in every interview ever, he like made
0: my whole life. And, excuse me, you both like similar music.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, that's why we got along. I don't know what, I, I think at some point. Let's resolve this now. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, because I've reached out to him before, though. Oh, really? I've sent him emails kind of like, hey. And um I don't know why he kind of stopped liking me. I think, I'm guessing I was a dick in some way. But oh, let's keep it real, though. I love you, Frank. And even if we make them become the best of friends, Frank is a snarky, dickhead dude. Like, that's that's part of his charm. charm. That really is his charm. So, at some point, I'm guessing, I was an asshole to Frank. And I probably was. That being said, you know, Frank may have been, there may have been, like, a little bit of tango in there that happened. But I really don't remember what it was. But, regardless, I'm really fond of Frank. He's, like, super fucking smart and funny. and And talented. Oh, my God, incredibly talented and played an integral role in a lot of the underground, like, hip-hop shit in that era, 05 to 08 or so. Um, I mean, and beyond that, I'm sure, but, like, that I remember really well. And he really is the connection between me and Ebro that made that all happen. Hmm. So Ebro reaches out through Frank and is like, hey, we saw your videos.
0: Remember you used to bother us. Let's have a meeting
1: or let's get you involved in the station.
0: And what do you tell your parents at that point, like, driving up to New York? You're like, well... Got my chance, and now we're gonna make it happen. Now I'm gonna close the deal.
1: Well, no, at that point when I went up there, uh, I went up to 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 do uh, to see if I was gonna produce Miss Jones. Right. So that was like an audition or whatever. And then I come back from that; it went fine. You know, she was mean. She was what you'd expect. Sure. She was Miss Jonesy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up there. It was like that's not gonna be what it is probably. And then I get back, and he's like, "Hey, so um, that you're not? We're not gonna have you do that, but we want to give you your own Sunday Night Show." And that was it. So once he says, I'm going to give you your own Sunday night show, I was like, oh, shit.
2: That was that way. Did they know that that you like had um, your interest in like that type of hip hop mm-hmm. and that that's why they wanted you for mm-hmm. that? It wasn't like, hey, you're great at DJing at McDonald's. No. And you're great on parody videos. Like, Well, the parody videos was part of it. Yeah. He, no, he, still, he still makes fun of me
1: to this day. Though, like though, They hired me for videos. And I don't really make that many. I've only made, like, a handful <laughs> of, like, parodyish videos at Hot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a big part of it. And, but he – I don't know if he knew about my underground, like, taste and knowledge because of I told him or because he did research. I don't know. But, like, they knew, like, let's give you a Sunday Night Underground show. And uh, he – I think at that point he's already thinking – I've never asked him this. But I'm guessing at that point Ebro's already thinking, hmm – I can probably mold him into being like a piece of a morning show, right? Like he could be the wacky white guy on the morning show. Now, I think he probably already thinks that. What do you want at that point? I, I don't I don't know. When I'm going up there to do that underground show, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have my own underground show on Hot Seven, This is going to be incredible. Like, yeah. I, I'm just going to be amazing. And that's as far as you're thinking. That's all, that's all I'm thinking about. Like, uh, you know. And I mean, truth be told, I think if I had only done that for like a year or two and that would have been it and I'd went on to other stuff – I would have been like, holy shit! I, I was on 97. Like, I think I would have felt that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I've really been on bonus time at Hot for a long time. I mean, there have been so many times when I thought the end was around the corner <laughs> that, um, you know, at this point to be to think that I'm still there and I've gotten on somewhere else. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm in a fairly safe position. Well, let's
0: go through some of the like, the, yeah, some some of the bigger things, which were you team up with Scythe. and you're given the five to seven mm-hmm. slot. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention Big Boy. Who was I there. was on Born before Big Showhouse. Boy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, syndicated. Mm-hmm. But but you you and Cipher teamed together. How well do you know each other at that point? We don't. And you started the podcast because you wanted to, to know each other, morality, get to know each other. Yeah.
1: yeah. That was really it. He didn't know what a podcast was. cipher didn't. No. I, he was I like mean, this is also who, like very early who, on who, though. Who, it was
0: who, who like none of them at Hot ninety seven knew what a podcast no. was. It was funny
1: the other day when I did that panel with uh, Combat Jack recently. Mm-hmm. He seemed like. Straight up miffed That I even really knew What a podcast was When I started Really? Yeah he was like You really knew what a podcast was Eight years ago When you guys first started And he's like Who'd you listen to? Like what do you even know? Mm -hmm. And I was like I I didn't really
2: listen to any I was like I just knew what it was Yeah. Yeah And I knew like I think
1: Joe Rogan Already had started Sure. Yeah there were like A
2: couple like People in LA were doing podcasts like early on. There were also like a lot of like nerdy well, like tech podcasts there were ones back in, in the day. In
0: New York too. I I, I wish I remember the name, but I I know that there yeah, were ones Yeah, cuz I remember like them oh, being uh, around. What
2: was it called? Anyway,
1: go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I I just knew I mean, I was a geek. Like I've always, you know, before 2 years before there was Juan Epstein, I was doing this thing called The Attic. You put your Sunday show on all the time? Yeah, I I would um and, and, yeah, Sunday night, Sunday night, so I, I would podcast that. And I would also do the show called The Attic with Quartermane, where he would mm-hmm. just come over to my house. And when I lived in the attic, mm-hmm. and we would record mixes and talk and post it online. Like, yeah, uh, I knew it was a podcast.
0: Um, Keith and the Girl was the one, which what? was super, super early what podcast. Yeah, yeah, very popular. It was a comedy, comedy one. Anyway,
1: and I wonder what year, you know, Rogan, I think Rogan started around back then, right? And a couple of the other really big ones. Um, so, yeah,
0: that we started it just joking around, and um,
1: as time went on, it got more serious.
0: And uh, and you guys got to be friendly and then friends.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, me and cipher are friends. We have a, we have like a kind of, we, in a weird way, Cypher and I kind of have a classic entertainment partner friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I don't think, I don't think it's unique. Mm. I think the one we have, the kind of friendship we have is common to a lot of sort of, comedic teams in different
2: realms like or like Mick Jagger and (laughs) Keith Keith Richards Richards, probably yeah Yeah. like you're only we don't ever have
1: really dramatic breakups anymore but like where you're really close and you know each other as well as anyone like we really know each other well like I know Scythe's personality well like he knows mine well yeah we know the important things of each other's lives yeah like Scythe knows the names of Family members He know he remembers all the stories of my life You've been to yeah. each other's weddings We went to each other's weddings sure. um, I love his wife yeah, He yeah, loves yeah. Alexa yeah. There's a lot of fondness there Does he love Bear? Eh. <laughs> no they met It was nice um, <laughs> That said like We don't hang out When we're not working Right At all Like there's not a time in life Where I think Sifu and I have just been like Let's get to dinner just, uh, With the girls like it's maybe been talked about, yeah, but it's never happened, huh. and it's totally fine. Like it doesn't feel like it needs to be. We are connected. Like we will be connected in some way, you know, basically
0: forever, you know, to some degree. Have you been invited to do his improv
1: show? Yes. Okay. Um, I've done it before. Okay. Um, I've never been the guest. He's been. He actually asked me about doing one this past week, but I couldn't. But he always, you know, Laura recently said to him was like, "Yeah, how hey, Dick, like." <laughs> Nessa's already been your guest, and you don't even work with her, and yeah. she don't even know her. Right. And he and Saif's excuse was legitimate or not nah, was like I keep you guys in sort of my emergency glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then she's like, but you've never asked me. Like you're asking like you know people to do it twice, three well, times. <laughs> exactly, and like. As I think I said on the podcast, I'm like Sif.
1: You should have cracked the emergency glass already. <laughs> I- I've seen some of the guests. Yeah. Yeah. Emergency glass. Okay, they ass- <laughs> should
2: have been like, "Bro, I'm down to so and so." If know. it's not you, yeah, because you oh, had wait, some people I that in the podcast. I was like, I was there. I feel like I've had this conversation, but I think I just yeah. listened to uh, the podcast. Where yeah, we had the yeah. conversation.
0: Yeah. Um. So you. So you start off doing it. Um. And did you ever think that it was going to be like maybe your biggest sort of branding of your career?
1: No, and I still don't really think that it's that. Um, I think it may be the most respected thing that I've done. It's the longest in tenure. Longest in tenure, for sure. Um, No, I don't know how big a deal I thought it was. I don't know. It's one up scenes weird because I love it, but I inherently feel saddened like that. It wasn't what it we've never been able to make it fully what it could have been. Why do you think that that is? I don't know. Probably there's a bunch of reasons. You know, I think one of which is that I lead it and me leading something is kind of inherently uncomfortable for (laughs) Scythe. And I'm okay with that. I get it. I know how he is uh, about me, but also about things in general. So the idea that I've always been the more kind of like, I get podcasts, let's do this, and he has to kind of like follow along with it, it just makes it a little more complicated. Um, And I and as much as I've led it and I know what I'm doing, like only to a degree, because as you've seen, like many other podcasts have come along and we're able to monetize much quicker and, you know, figure things out um, in a much better way than I did, you know, and I'm learning to accept that's just part of what my deal is in hip hop. Like I'm going to make it out of hip hop, for lack of a better word, to do other things always doing hip-hop at the same time but it, i mean when i say make it out of hip-hop i mean make it from where hip-hop is my livelihood to right. where other things are my livelihood because of hip-hop sure. and i will have survived it in spite of the fact that i think i have not done a great job business-wise connecting with people i think i alienate people sometimes and like don't really know why but then when i really stop and think about it i'm like oh i mean I I don't like like this is why I give you guys a hard time for like mingling all the time. I just I can't do it. Like I don't like people enough. I don't like any of them enough. I dislike so many people and think so many people are frauds that like and and granted most a lot of it's probably just my own shit because I'm super competitive and that's kind of like common for hot like that's a lot of people that are like that like flex doesn't have a ton of good friends. Mm -hmm. You know it's sort of like there's flex right and a lot of people don't like him. And it's always, like, just going for yours and, like, not really, you know, being friendly with people you have any sort of competition with in any way. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I had, you know, I may be being overly critical of myself right now because I think part of it is I came into it with a lot of people who were, like, why him? Hmm. That was just their opening note with me. It was just, like, why him? Why is he the one Commenting on on our culture. On on our culture. And and when you say our – that's a multifold. Yeah. Black, sure. hip-hop, mm-hmm. New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New York was a big piece of that. Well, Big okay. piece of that.
0: Let's get into that. A lot of people have a problem with Hot 97 specifically and you specifically because um, they – well, no. You know what? Hot 97 specifically and you just sort of get lumped into that and I feel like people are like why doesn't hip-hop – or why doesn't Hot 97 – fight for new york hip-hop more right that's like what people say regularly on twitter or whatever you're somebody who is given that 12 to 2 slot you've represented for it i think so well you have put on people like joey badass action bronson asap rocky like all these like guys who would be in this traditional new york mold just being honest why don't you get the credit
1: i don't know I mean, I, 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 some people do. The artists give me, the, obviously, the credit. Yeah. So, like, who cares? I've tried to get to that point. Like, you know, if, if those guys specifically, and those are probably the best ones to name, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, there are a lot of people outside of New York who give me a lot of credit, and that's great, but they're not as important to this conversation because mm-hmm. a lot of the hate comes from New York thing. Those guys give me the credit, you know. Um, I don't know why I get caught up in what other people say. right? But but I do. That's just naturally who I am. It's so uninformed of what hip-hop is. It's an example of someone who does not know what hip-hop radio is because it has always been records get broken on late-night hip-hop radio. That's just how it has always been. In their mind, people make up, like, back in the day, it was like M.O.P., Annie Up, and how about some hardcore all day? No, it wasn't. That's just not what it was. And... The role that I've gotten to play for breaking these artists, yeah, do I play the song and then it becomes a worldwide hit? No, that's not how it works. How it works is I play a record for a long time on Late Night. I decide I'm championing said artist. I tell DJ Enough and Frontmaster Flex and Ebro and everyone else, this is the guy. And we build something and then eventually... That becomes the reason in some specific cases, like Bronson and Joey, that person goes from underground to like, oh no, no, like a known commercial entity. Right. That it's a really basic formula. So, in that case, I got very irked by the idea of like negating that because it's on at midnight. It's an unrated time slot. Right. Um, First of all, it's not unrated. My ratings are tremendous, which I was shocked by. I recently had to look them up because I was arguing with programming about something and I saw that like. My numbers at night, midnight to two, when I saw them, was over like a three-month period, I get like a 13 or 14 share, wow. which is, you You don't get those numbers during the day, obviously. It's right. like the only person who's ever gotten numbers, like anything near that is like Flex at his height. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm doing the same number that like, or sometimes slightly more or slightly less that Power's doing at the same time. And Power's playing regular format pop, hip-hop, and I'm playing, you know fucking random guys right, who like I the meet, underachievers
2: and you know the,
3: yeah.
1: uh, ranging all the way down to people you guys have never heard of and I right. can't remember their name right now because I only met them three weeks ago and I'm playing on the radio yeah I blatantly since I got here decided to be like I'm gonna put on for stuff that I really love I've been more committed to it than anyone to, than anyone at the radio station I mean you know, I mean honestly, it sounds crazy and people are going to laugh in my face, but Ebro's actually pretty fucking committed to like helping out artists. They may not see the ways in which he does it, they're not supposed to, but you know, by and large like you know, we all kind of talk, We like, everyone loves Flex and what Flex can do for people, but Flex doesn't go and break artists. Right. Flex adds on to it. Right. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. Right. You know, I mean, maybe many, many, many years ago, he'd be the one who broke it, but that's not what he prides himself on. Right. Flex is mainstream. Flex does really big shit. He'll help you get big when you're there. I don't take you to completely mainstream. I take you from fucking ground one to, like, level three, four. And then you keep heating up and eventually you get to where you go. That's my role. So
0: do people have expectations that every artist from New York should not be a superstar from the beginning and should go through this minor league to major league route? I don't I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what people think or how they think it's
1: supposed to go. Like but I know how it goes. <laughs> and like I know how know I know how it goes well. I've watched it for a long time, and I watched it from before when I was on, and I've watched it now, and it's um it's complicated, and a lot of people, like some people, I get too much credit for my support of them, right? Like I feel like Kendrick, for example, I get too much credit. Like I, sure. Listen, Kendrick was going to be a megastar, right. no matter what. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. I just happened to, I happened to, really like him, and it was a good choice.
0: What attracted you to the Odd Future crew? Because you, you championed them before anybody on the East Coast, yeah, and um, before a lot of people in the country, yeah. But what, what was it about them that really? said
2: superstars to you well because eric is not a fan of odd future yeah
0: i mean i i, I don't like them i Musical. don't get it musically right, right. yeah um, and, and by the way like i found their interviews to be like just too hard to get through maddening it. yeah right. um, it felt like it felt like you were babysitting them oh it was like that at first. <laughs> it's not like that now it no wasn't. i know but like it drove me nuts mm. especially in a in a time when i feel like to sell yourself you sort of have to cooperate with the interviewer, like give them something, and then it was because I understand where they're coming from and the idea of just like, well, I'm am I'm gonna filibuster, and it, and it's like, it drove me nuts.
1: No, I understand. Yeah. I understand why it drove you nuts. Um, they uh they like completely shocked me when I first saw them. I was literally like, oh my god, what is this? Right. And I hadn't felt that in forever. And then I liked a bunch of the songs and thought it was actually good stuff.
0: Do you do you feel that Earl is that transformative of an artist?
1: I think mean, he can be. Earl needs to. uh only to make songs, you know, like he, we he's one of the best rappers alive, but he needs to make songs like I, I, you know, I always think Clancy has done an amazing job allowing Odd Future to always be Odd Future. Mm-hmm. But I think in moments there are times in which they could use someone who grabs them and is like, no, no, no. Here's what we should really do. And I don't think that's always been done. Hard to do with them um and ultimately it's worked you know i think the advantage i think letting them really have their freedom worked out really well but in terms of them getting to the next level where they have songs that mean something to the mainstream i think that could require someone who's like let's really yeah tighten this up a little bit cuz earl's talent i don't think anyone thinks is in question
2: no but I, I i will say by the way that um going back to like odd future when they first came out like their live performances might be some of like the best shows I've ever seen, like ever, ever been to. Like well, those like pure energy was that was crazy. Like yeah. that was just like totally unlike anything I'd ever been to. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I created moments like I couldn't. I hadn't felt that. You know, I like, I never got to. Live they were
2: jumping that. from like the second um, balconies over at a uh, terminal five. Like I mean, that's even like later on. Like I'm when when their first show happened. Um, like uh, basement of Webster Hall. That it was it was like that, a, that was that night was crazy. That was insane. You didn't go? No.
3: Nope.
1: You literally were just not interested?
0: No. I I just you know they're they're like hardcore ajace <laughs> stuff like didn't really appeal to me. It just wasn't wasn't what I was interested in.
1: Yeah, that show that night that first night was bonker when yeah. Moose was there.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Everyone and
0: Paul
2: Rosenberg and like he was. Thinking, I mean, well, everybody was there. Everybody like was there. Uh, John Caramanica, uh Nas from the Internet, Nas Noz. Um, oh, he's
0: he's taken shots at me before too. I'm sure there's lots of people who have. He's he's taken, he's went
1: into deep attacks on me before. Um,
2: Do you, uh... Well, I think, like, you get shots because you're in a position that a lot of, a position that a lot of people, um, you know, want to be in. Listen, I'm gonna, I, I
1: am easy to troll. So when, when Elliot and BDOT are like, we have the number one podcast, music podcast, it trolls me, and I fall for it. And then me engaging in it, it's probably overall good for the whole podcast shit. So whatever, it's not
2: that serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. Know. I mean, if you made it very serious on this podcast, it would really help us a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know.
1: I really could. Yeah. I know. I'm considering how much of a gem I want to give
2: you. Yeah. I, I know. I'd really like to get into that top like three on, on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like you know, I mean, I don't think it's very serious. You know, um, overall, like with people like Elliot, like mm. Elliot and I are always going to deal with each other. Sure. And I and we generally have a really good relationship I just actually said this on my podcast so this part will be come out in both places whatever
3: mm-hmm.
1: we always put uh Elliot on if Elliot wanted to do something to promote his brand his hardcover um or you know literally I mean Ebro had him up to promote yeah. his trying to make money for his his book which right. is dope right. just got it in the mail the other day so good for good for them they were relaunching the website come on up and then you'll just stop posting on our podcast. And as far as I can tell, they stopped posting Combat Jack too. And like, I just want to say, like, that's some whack shit. Like, there's just no question about. it. It's supposed to be rap radar. You guys are supposed to put up rap shit. That's that's what your brand is is rap. And yet you guys will put up like behind the scenes with Tanase. And then I'm like, and by the way, I love Tanase, but yeah. I'm just saying she's not rap. And then and then and also be like, behind the scenes videos suck. Yeah, exactly. Or no, but that's not even just that, bro. No, you know what? I'm gonna pull up the website right now.
2: <laughs> let's go. No, let's go. Let's go look at the posts that are currently I mean, up there. That being and, said, regardless of the name, that that's always been their mo. Like they they started out in what 2008, and they always but had they mainstream always put, rap, yeah, so, rap, so rap adjacent stuff. So I don't want to make it seem like Rap Radar is now just putting up R and B stuff. Like that's a new thing. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You're right. Um, totally. And within that, you feel like a tribe called Quest
0: or De La Soul or. Stretching Bobby, Stretching Bobido.
1: Like you put up dude, guys, this is this is where I'm calling bullshit on you. You put you just put up a
0: new Your Old Droog tape.
1: Okay, by the way, Droog's another artist who I was the first person to play. Um but did you know he was white? Yeah, by then I did. Okay. I, um Sasha Jenkins like kind of told me all about him. Oh really? But um uh um, Did you know he wasn't Nas? I did and I and I knew he wasn't Nas. <laughs> but um listen, so that's dope that they put up stuff like your old Droog. Right. Why would you not put up Juan Epstein and De La So? Why would you not put up Combat Jack and Redman? That doesn't make sense. Like, that's not supporting the culture. That's worrying about your own shit. Like... Fuck you. That's ridiculous. That's not, like, none of it. This isn't real beef. No one should actually want to shit on other people. Like, just the fact that I talk about rap radar and Elliot Wilson and Ebro's done it a million times on the radio to people who literally drive around like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. And that's not a diss. That's mm-hmm. real life. Like, mm-hmm. it's, we're talking about mainstream regular people, which people have to understand on Hot 97. We reach mainstream people who do not listen to blog shit. Right. We've done our part to big up all those things. Even if we're half feuding with them, it's good shit. We did it with Combat Jack too. Like Ebro would get in our listeners didn't understand what that was about. But either way, you know Combat Jack's gonna hit up like, yo, they're talking about you right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. Sure. That's good shit. Sure. And we've always done that. So the idea of then you're like you're in the podcast game now. You have it's cool that you have your own mechanism to promote it, and you're not gonna promote other people, I think everyone soundly would agree
0: that's cornball shit like why would you do why would you do that i think i think generally like that you know all all tides you know tides raise the boats, all boats yeah, yeah w- whatever the saying is like i think that could be in play like yeah think-
1: and by the way it doesn't make a major impact right like none of our podcasts are going to get a huge boost from being on rap radar we're not going to suffer because we're not on it but a little bit. Sure. Everyone should be supporting each other. Sure. You know, it would make an impact if they were posting all my episodes and I go, Oh man, I saw a rap radar podcast that had two chains, which I just saw on here. Mm-hmm. They just had two chains. Yo, it's a dope episode, you should check that out. Well, I reach whatever I reach. My fifty thousand people a week. They reach their 60,000, whatever they reach. Everyone's reaching we cross over a lot of people. Some are different to all of us. Mm-hmm. Why do, there's plenty to go what are we competing for? we that number three spot. <laughs> is that like what it is? And do you know how fucking bullshit these rankings are? We just ended up well, all high on the sports ones. I was stunning for fun. But like what changed – the only thing that changed about us over the last few years is that we disappeared and then we bounced back. And whatever it is, the algorithm is affected. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she bounced way high up the charts. I don't, I don't think our listenership changed at all. Why worry about it? Why not just all rock out? like? No one here's a bad guy. There's right. no one in the these, in these podcasts, whether it's me, your guys, right. Rap Radar, Combat Jack, um, fucking brilliant idiots. They're not even hip hop podcasts, but like you don't see what I'm saying. Like none of these things are. It's not that serious. Right. Like why shouldn't everyone hope that everyone can be on? I'm not trying to be all kumbaya. I'm not saying we all have to be best friends, mm-hmm. but I certainly don't want to hate on anyone's shit. I right?
2: mean, I'd love to be best friends with everybody. <laughs> I know. Well, you guys do. That's <laughs> yeah. why you go out every night. First of all. I don't know what impression you have of us. Most so, you go out a lot. No, dude, I used to go out
0: a lot.
1: Eric, do you want to be honest? The, the arbiter the, of honesty here.
2: I, we go out a
0: decent amount. It's, it's not a lot, but but we do go different places a lot to keep relationships a lot. How shorter. many nights?
1: A, how many nights a week do you go out?
0: Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, anymore. so that's what I'm it's saying. It's become like, less and less. But really? we we have more stuff to do. But like, <laughs> <laughs> things are going good yeah, now. Yeah, I don't yeah. go out right. as much. Um, a couple of things that that I want to talk about. Um, the Jim Jones getting you a flip cam thing early. Yeah, and and like flip cam was such a thing that you were like I was really into the flip cam, it, really into the flip cam
2: to the point that we did a uh, couple of videos, maybe like three, uh, yeah, where we used to call them Rosenthal's Rosenberg flip cam diaries, yeah, yes,
0: <laughs> because we were like, well, let's give Peter credit for like, but like Jim Jones was was it that he he gave, he me gave, money gave to you get one? Him one?
2: No,
1: he gave me money to get him one. Okay. Over. <laughs> He was like, yo, get me a flip. Give me one of these little cameras. And he like gave me pulled. He's like, yo, I remember. And he reached into his pocket and he just pulled out money. And I'm like, all right. right,
0: Um, uh, Can you talk about your brother rapping at your bar mitzvah?
1: My brother rapped at my bar mitzvah. It was very touching. All right. Um, (laughs) What did
0: he rap? I cried. He rapped a song
1: about me over Grand Poobah. What goes around? Wow.
2: Um, Eric... Uh, asked me and Dan at our so mitz- excuse me, mm-hmm. um, to go up to the DJ and have them play Rapper's Delight. Well, no. I
0: I believe the way it went was uh, in putting together whatever playlist you you wanted, Rapper's Delight was something that deserved to be played at the time. Yes. And I just thought that was something. It
2: was 1997. They should have been playing I'm just saying. Something else. Yeah, and saying. they did not play it. Can you tell us... <laughs> they didn't play it? No. Can you
0: tell us uh, a good Big Tigger story? I mean...
1: Tigger
0: was uh, pop in. I can't believe Tigger's still popping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like
2: follow him on. Like Tigger
1: still does tons of stuff. Yeah, um, man, he was. Uh, I don't know. Tigger was awesome to me, and um, you know, I remember we I went to Impact in 1999. What is Impact? It was a music conference back then when there was such thing as like these music conferences, DJ conferences, and when I got back, Tigger was like, "Yo, bro, you did your thing," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Everyone told me they met my intern." That's awesome. He was like, uh, Jay Z told him he met his intern, <laughs> like all these different people. Because I was that was the first time I ever met Jay Z was at Impact, and he was like, "You're obviously doing, you know, like he he was like, you must be going up to and I was I would meet everyone just being like, high Ticker's in intern high am intern. <laughs> uh, Paul Rosenberg, you may know me as Paul Rosenberg. I also manage Eminem. And they're like, who's Eminem? And I'm like, in the future,
0: yeah. Um, uh, can you tell us, uh, what? podcast you find to be your favorite episode of Juan Epstein?
1: Uh, uh, uh,
0: mm, 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 I will say
1: probably, I think Dante Ross was really good. Really, really good. Um, But you know, then there are the ones that are, uh, you know, the ones that I hold really fondly are, you know, the J1s are really good. Yeah. The J1s. I I, I do sincerely believe it's the best recorded (laughs) Jay-Z interview there is. In Mm -hmm. terms of, if you're a hip-hop fan. People I know love the Howard Stern one, but, like, if you were a Jay-Z fan, you don't need to hear the Howard Stern one. Right. Because you know every single thing that he says in it, pretty much. Yep. For if you're a hip-hop fan, I think the Jay-Z one's amazing. Um, but MCA is pretty cool that we have that. Um, Patrice O'Neill, mm-hmm. like, a week and a half before he passed away. It's yep. pretty cool. So.
0: Um, I have a lot that are near and dear. Um,
2: fan mail ones? Big ones. Big <laughs> talk. Major talk.
0: <laughs> um, and what... Uh, what do you see as, like, the next step for you? Like, ESPN is obviously a big part of where you're at right now. Um, is television next? Is something else afterwards?
1: I hope so. Um, you know, the ESPN thing started. It's, it's supposed to be – TV is supposed to be a part of it. I mean, that, that's where it's supposed to go and where I want it to go. Um, I didn't intend for it to be even a radio gig. It's just kind of what made sense for me building with the company um so i certainly hope more tv is a thing tv is way easier than radio so i i love entertaining people and talking and um i love radio and tv the tv gig pays more and is easier so i would (laughs) like to do that
2: more if mcdonald's reaches out and asks you to dj (laughs) would you do it yes
0: in
1: moco well, not one specific branch. I might not do that anymore. <laughs> but I do want to say I really hope that one day my DJ at McDonald's leads to something with McDonald's. Sure. Like I've always
0: thought of like That's a great
1: story for a commercial. Like,
0: do you have any last things you want to say to Howard? Stern or the guy who I used to? The guy
1: who yeah.
2: came to your product? What was Howard's last name? Was it Stern?
1: No, it was um, – I don't remember Howard's last name anymore.
2: Wow, that's a diss. <laughs> you guys gonna start this is gonna start the whole thing again <laughs> one last thing so uh you and i share a birthday yep um dan also and i we used to go to um yeah by
1: the way thank you guys for this year having your birthday the same night as my concert because i didn't
2: have to put you on the list oh yeah yeah <laughs> that was like
1: a gift that was like a birthday gift I'm like well x off three and balls.
2: <laughs> well, don't have to worry about that because <laughs> like you know the, you'll invite us and it's very very nice and like we'll go in like a boat like you'll have like a boat and um oh, that, and was, that was one time one time yeah. but like but like Pete Rock was performing and Styles P and like I remember some people uh including one that we have a text chain about coming up to me and being like oh this is awesome and then I'm like yeah it's my birthday too and I was like why like nobody's what? wishing me happy birthday
1: <laughs> why
0: am I here <laughs> I'm like
2: everybody's like so excited about Peter Rosenberg's birthday I'm like well it's also you know my it's birthday, my birthday. <laughs>
0: yo Peter thanks so much thanks guys